So, proof of concept has been proven. I had a conversation with a one-year-old today. I'm walking from the track, and this dad is about 40 feet in front of his maybe one and a half to two-year-old kid. And he proved my point, the kid. He said nothing of interest to me, nothing. And just to go back, this is why I believe that I need to treat, at least my wife, I need to treat my wife like a one to two-year-old child. She will say so many things that make no sense, that are of no interest to me, that make the topic of discussion, it doesn't push it forward, it doesn't advance it. Um, but if I respond in an unfavorable way, it will ruin our entire day. Here's what the one-year-old says when, as he's coming out of the woods with his father, they were obviously on some little nature walk or something like that. It's raining, he's got on his galoshes, he's got a raincoat on and a hat, and he's holding one leaf in one hand and another leaf in another. And as I come up the stairs um, at the school that I'm running at, the kid says to me, hi, he doesn't know me. I'm, I could be a threat, but he wants to speak. He's just so happy. He had a great time with his dad in the woods. He's a little bit dirty. His father let him pick up these leaves and he's just, he's just having a great experience just moving through life without a purpose because he's one. His only purpose in life is to experience and have fun that is his only experience in life and that's what makes the one-year-old's life great and that's the life that i need to create and you likely need to create with your wife you just need to give her good experiences and make her feel good that's it because here's what the one-year-old does and i'll try to make some parallels if i can think of any examples in this diary entry of my wife i'm we're recording um i'm sorry just checking my recording. That's why I said the word recording. Um, we are, uh, the, the one-year-old says, hi. I say, hey, buddy, how's it going? Immediately, I want the one-year-old to know that I am pleased to see him. I don't know him. And I don't want him going through life thinking that when he sees someone, he should be on defense or he should be worried or anything like that. I don't want anything like that to happen to the one-year-old. So I don't want his perspective to change. In fact, I want his perspective to be of that. I want it to be great. I then I continue to walk past him because I got to speed up. His father stops at that point. He kind of turns around just to watch the one-year-old to make sure that he's okay and make sure that I'm not a threat. And I pull up my sunglasses and I just kind of give him more eye contact. And he says something else. I've, I think he says, because I hadn't stopped my music yet in my headphones. And, uh, and I, so, but he said something a little bit more elaborative. I think he said something like, I've got a leaf. And right there, who gives a shit? I don't care that you've got a leaf. You fucking kid. I don't care. But I care that the one-year-old is happy that he has a leaf. He's what it, it, it's, it's, it's autumn. There are lots of leaves on the ground in the Northeast. Like leaves are falling. There's no shortage of leaves. He just walked past 48,000 leaves on his way out of the, out of the woods. But He's so excited that he's got to leave. And I'm excited for him because he's excited and he's fucking one. I'm like, wow, what do I say? I say dumb adult shit to a one-year-old. I say, that's an awesome leaf. Man, it's huge. I start, I lay it on thick. Just like when a woman might say, hey, how do, how do I look in this dress? She's 35 pounds overweight. Oh, you, look, you look good. It, it looks good. 
She's like, I, I, I got a leaf. Yeah, it looks good. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? You're an adult person. You know that it took you forever to squeeze into those spanks. You know that that dress is a size 16 and you used to be able to fit it last year when you were crying because you couldn't fit in your, to your size 12 and now you can't barely fit into the size 16. But now you're asking me, how do you look in the size 16? And you know the size 20 is probably what's gonna make you feel more comfortable and you're thinking about more dresses you gotta buy next week and all of that. You know you're fat, you know you let yourself go, you know you aren't doing well, but now since you're going to that party and you're so short-sighted, you didn't work out so that you could lose weight and now you're asking, how do I look in this dress? Because you're asking someone else to validate you from the outside. Someone that you're actually supposed to be fucking and that you actually should be attractive as they get on top of you and maybe start to pump it in a sweating. It's just, geez, I don't know. You don't really, you may not want to look down at the more walrus version of, of your wife versus the more slender version. Not that she's got to be a, a size two. No, no, no. It's just, are you trying day in, day out to maintain, you know? And that goes for guys too. Hey, are you fuck? Are, are, are you trying? Are you trying? Ugh. Anywho, the one-year-old's excited about the leaf. So I've got to give the one-year-old that feeling. Good job. You got a leaf. Wow. And you've got two. Ugh. I'm not in pain talking to the one-year-old. I'm just saying those types of conversations and that type of validation should be reserved for children. And it's unfortunate that that type of validation needs to be reserved also for my wife and for a lot of people, women mostly. You didn't do anything. And then what does the one-year-old hit me with? Um, because uh, like I said, a lot of one-year-olds don't connect the dots. So you can't, and when you're talking about maybe a woman, you can't, um, try to explain accountability and ownership because a lot of times a one-year-old can't connect the dots like they're not making plans like what do i have to do later today um kind of like losing weight in my example earlier like oh i want to lose weight so i shouldn't eat this nutella right now um or i had nutella yesterday so i shouldn't compound it and have more today that might be a good thing for you to do or not to do um as it relates to your diet, because you're trying to overall stay small. But when you don't understand accountability and ownership and you aren't connecting dots, um, when you're that emotionally or mentally immature, that you are going to either ignore causation and effect or you're not going to respect causation and effect, you likely will have a lot of problems. And that's what happens with my wife. She doesn't look at causation and effect. She doesn't understand that how she spends her money every single day is why she's in so much debt. And she just won't stop spending her money every single day a certain way. She won't like go lean for six months and just say like every disposable dollar that I have, I'm going to put toward my debt so that I can be out of debt in six to nine months. She will not make that change. She will just say, oh, I'm paying this minimum payment. That's good enough. And I'll spend the rest of my money. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, a, it's just a very interesting position watching my wife. Um continue to shoot herself in the foot or not set goals, not achieve them, not whatever. So anywho, um, the one-year-old then hits me with, uh, like I said, and they're a little closer to two, because as you get older, you kind of understand how my day goes. You remember what your dad said, because obviously he and his dad are planning to do something later. And here's what the one-year-old closest to two, because he's, he's walking, he's walking pretty fine and they're walking through the woods. So I feel like he's closer to two. And he says, 
uh, maybe closer to three, who knows? But he says, uh, he says, oh, I, um, he said, I've got to paint the room today. And I'm like, really? That sounds like a lot of work. Well, I hope you have fun. And he says, yeah, it's so innocent, so pure. Um, I loved talking to that kid, but I did find it a great example for me to record. And that's why I just hopped in the car now. And I just wanted to record that because I don't, I'm a stranger to you. I don't care that you have to paint a room, but he doesn't care. All he knows is that's his world. His world is, I had fun today. I have a leaf. I have to paint a room later. He was totally self-centered. He totally talked about himself, what he had to do today, and he wanted to share it with me. A new person. He just wanted to tell a new person. And it was, it's amazing. And we accept it from a one-year-old because he can't see anything outside of his own world. And he shouldn't see anything outside of his own world. And he was the cutest thing ever. Just purity. I've got a leaf. I want to have fun. And, but I want a divorce because being married to a person that is of middle age, that always wants to share things that are of no interest to anyone and shouldn't even be of interest to her. Like, um, let's see, what does, what's something I'm trying to, I'm trying to peg something. Okay. Um, cause I don't want to get too personal. Uh, my, my wife buys a lot of things that, um, that are not of use. Uh, like we'll just call them trinkets because if I get too specific, I don't know if someone will be able to triangulate exactly who I am, but let's call them trinkets. And let's say that, let's say it's pieces of art and let's say our walls are filled with these pieces of art and we don't really have, we're starting to get to a place where the pieces of art that we had up on our walls, there's decent space between the pieces of art and it doesn't, it makes the walls seem um, like they were purposefully designed to have painting, these paintings and this artwork hanging on the walls. There's good space. Um, it's equidistant between like the windows and stuff like that. And it just looks really nice. It's what you might call tasteful. But then she continues to buy these pieces of art and she <clears throat> takes a piece of artwork down that was in a perfect place, slides it over maybe 12 inches to the left, and then puts another piece of artwork 12 inches to its right. So we haven't gotten to a place where they are too close together, but it's not as aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And some people might say the wall is becoming a little cluttered. Other people might say, no, it's, it's okay. But we're at that place where the interpretation could go either way. And let's say I'm the one that says, well, we're starting to get a little bit of, man, these, uh, and these, these, these are starting to get a little close together now, you know? Uh, but you know, it's a, no big deal. I sort of liked how they were before a little more spaced out, but you know, now they're starting to get a little close together. My wife's response to that would be, no, there, I think it's fine. There's still enough space. It's okay. I'll begrudgingly agree to disagree because I do know this is art and what one person might like another person may not. And it's okay. But then my wife buys another painting and she wants to hang that up on the wall. And now both pictures are moved six inches to the left 
and right. And that other painting is now hung in the middle. And now we have two pictures basically touching the windows there in between with one in the middle. And they are of different themes, different colors, different perspectives. They were purchased at different places. They're different sizes. Now this is starting to look like, um, wait, there, there's no uniformity right now with, uh, oh man, um, this, uh, this, <laughs> this isn't really looking good now. Now, now our walls just look like we've, we're just putting things there and that's not, I mean, Ooh, can we can we at least make a room a theme? Uh, because wow, this is a lot of clutter, and and I I don't really like this. No, 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 no. I I liked this painting though, and I wanted to buy this, and I wanted it to go up on the wall. It's like I understand, but now, I mean, our walls are only so long that that there's not enough space now. Do do you want to get rid of maybe some of the others? Like, is your taste changing? Could we maybe take a couple a couple down? So we get back to that good spacing that we had before or closer to it. Well, no, I love paintings and I don't want them going down. It's like, oh, shit. So now you're spending this time buying these paintings and now you just want to fill the walls. And now when I say things, you're getting really upset at, oh, geez. So this is the one year old now saying, yeah, I need to. I want I'm painting a room later. I don't care that you're painting a room later. But you're one and that's cool. You're just telling me what you're doing. And like kids, they want to just keep coloring in every page of the coloring book. But eventually you got to throw it away because, you know, they filled it. Um, you can't just kind of keep all the coloring books. You sometimes keep the good coloring things. You kind of cut them out. You put a few up on the, on the refrigerator or whatever. You hang them, you know, things like that. It's just it's, it's, it's really interesting. The dynamic and the acceptance that my wife, at least, and I know a lot of other people's wives how what they want you to deal with and what they want you to accept and you should be happy and you should be okay with it and all of these things that's what you should do and it's it's a really tough thing to experience these things with um with your wife so really sorry <laughs> it's, 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 it's just difficult i'm sorry i'm thinking about this whole thing now it's just having a grown adult that is so self-centered like that is is the most toxic and damaging thing because you're supposed to be in a marriage and you guys are supposed to you guys are supposed to be in something together you're supposed to be in something together and you're not in that thing together she's doing what she wants how she wants to do it and there is no regard for you there is no regard for the family it's just like the one-year-old today, it's just, I have a leaf, I have to paint a room later, hello. And if you say anything wrong, disparaging, or you ignore the one-year-old, the one-year-old isn't doing well, they just want to kind of avoid you at that point, or they want to move on and go and talk to someone else that is going to discuss only that self-centered thing that they want to talk about. And that's good for the one-year-old, but it's really not good for you. It's, it's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. And I don't know, I don't know what to say about it any further, but I do want a divorce. I can definitely say that because I do not want to, I cannot continue to be with a person that is so self-centered because it just changes me. I just don't want to, 
I don't want to deal with that. I don't like that perspective. I don't need that perspective in my life. I would like a more selfless woman. How was your day? Really? Why did it go like that? Well, that's interesting. I had this thing happen to me this day as well. Here's how I handled it. What did you do? Wow. Hmm. Do you want any advice, honey? And I'll say, sure. And then there's just this back and forth banter and we're just two people going through life together, sharing life experiences, communicating about life experiences. But one person is just always doing their own thing. All my wife does is buy things on online, play games on her phone or iPad, talk to family members that where she's going to have superficial bullshit conversations with. She doesn't reach out to my kids to help try to solve problems that they have declared they have with her. She always complains about her head hurting and being tired. She reluctantly and begrudgingly has been cooking because I've said, you know, remember the agreement that we had where I take care of the mornings with the kids and you take care of the evenings with dinner. Um, so she's kind of been begrudgingly doing that, but it's been just nothing but constant complaining. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, it's so this. Oh, it's so that. Uh, my head hurts. Oh, what a long day. T typical things. Everybody's got to deal with work, but it just seems to, quote unquote, affect her um, so much more substantially. And it's it's just exhausting to be with someone that's so self-centered. And unfortunately, I do believe that is most women. It's a lot of people in general. It's a lot of people. But I'm just saying men and women love very differently. And I have a woman that I am married to that is self-centered like a one-year-old. So the only way our days go well is if I give her praise where she deserves none. I give her kudos and accolades when she's done nothing to deserve it. It's just what I have to do to make sure that she feels good so that she, I hate saying it like this, behaves in a certain way. And I don't mean behaves like behave yourself. I, I don't mean it like that. I mean, she behaves just as, as far as behavior is concerned. How does she act? So, um, man, it's really difficult. And I really, really want a divorce. Wow, that was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.